Hello, this is Rabbi Rob Doberson, and welcome to this edition of Wrestling and Dreaming. I've often amazed by the ability of Torah commentators to find something meaningful in a verse which seems so irrelevant, so detailed, or so outside of the realm of anything which we would consider meaningful. It's amazing to me that some commentators have that ability. Let me share with you a verse from this week's Torah portion of Parsha Tetzaveh and a commentary which, in many senses, influenced my life as a rabbi and as a human being as much as any other commentary actually has in one very specific way. Torah portion is Parsha Tetzaveh, and in this section of the portion, God is speaking to Moses about the uh, consecration of the priests, of Aaron and his sons, to be koanim, to be priests, in the Mishkan, in the tabernacle. And here's what we read, and I'm reading from Exodus chapter 29, verse 20. Slaughter the ram and take some of its blood and put it on the ridge of Aaron's right ear and on the ridges of his son's right ears and on the thumbs of their right hands and on the big toes of their right feet. Take some of the blood and put it on the ridge of Aaron's right ear and on the ridges of his son's right ears, on the thumbs of their right hands and on the big toes of their right feet. Now, how could anybody find anything meaningful in that? A commentary by the commentator Ishuhudi, in fact, does find something tremendously meaningful. He says, these three, the ear, the hand, and the foot, these three limbs and organs must be excellent and distinguished in each priest and in each leader of Israel. And he goes on to say that the ear is necessary to hear the cry of the children of Israel, to understand their needs and their desires, the hands to give to all who need, and the feet which would hurry to run to do good deeds and to help all who need. I was tremendously influenced by that commentary in one specific way. Because as important as it is, to go places, to be with people as a rabbi, to go to the meetings, to go to the gatherings, whatever it might be. And as important as it is to do things, as we all have to do, to get our hands into programming or, or policies of the synagogue, we sometimes ignore the third one, which in fact is the first one, to listen. We don't take enough time to listen. And as a rabbi, I learned from this parsha, from this commentary, that I had to spend more time training myself to listen to people, to really hear them, to really consider what they were saying and not be thinking of all the other places I had to be and all the things I had to do. It really did make an impact on me. I tried very hard as I went along in the rabbinate to train myself to listen better. And really, 
It's something that I think we all need to do in all areas of our lives. It's not just rabbis that need to listen to people and listen to what people need. It's all of us that we're so busy doing things. We're so busy running from one place to another. When do we actually take the time to listen to the person that we're talking with or is talking to us? whether it be a spouse, a partner, a child, a student, an employee, whomever it might be. I really was moved by this because in many ways, Aaron, according to the way the rabbinate is structured today, I believe the congregational rabbinate really is the role model for rabbis more than Moses. And I know I've spoken about this before in the podcast, but I want to repeat it. Moses was Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses our rabbi. He was our teacher of Torah. He's the model of the teacher of Torah, the giver of law, and the leader of our people during difficult times. But the people couldn't relate to Moses. Moses spent most of his time more connected with God than with the people. And in the rabbinic interpretation and the rabbinic imagination was Aaron, Aaron, who was the peacemaker, Pirkei Avot says, Ohev Shalom Barodev Shalom, lover and pursuer of peace. And he did that, according to the commentary, by actually going to the people and going from one person to the other, listening to them carefully and helping, the, helping to bridge the gaps between people. And in the rabbinate today, different than maybe 50, 60 years ago, when rabbis stood high up on pulpits further away from the congregation, very paternalistic way, rabbis today need to be with people. They need to be part of the community, and we need to listen. And I think that that's an important aspect, again, not just for rabbis, but for everybody in whatever capacity, whatever role we have. And so this commentary found it very meaningful that in addition to consecrating the priest's feet and hands, consecrated their ears as well. Something we need to do. We need to listen. But I want to expand upon Ishudi's comment in one particular way. And I want to say it by explaining the fact that God gave us two ears. And if one ear is attuned to hearing the cries of our people, then we also have another ear which has to be attuned to the cries of others in the world. God set the example for us uh, in the story in the book of Genesis where God tells Hagar, I've heard Ishmael's cry. Ishmael, Hagar's child, is crying. And he says, I've heard the cry of the child. It's now been over four months since the horrendous, unspeakably horrible terrorist attacks that took place in Israel on October 7th. There are no words that can adequately describe how horrible this attack was and how much it has affected not only the, in, the families of the individuals who were killed or taken captive, but all of the people of the state of Israel and Jews throughout the world. 
this was the worst attack on Jews since the Holocaust, and whether we are we're close geographically or far away, we feel it. But in recent weeks and in months, since Israel's attacks on Gaza in retaliation and in an attempt, a legitimate attempt, no question about it, to root out Hamas and to prevent these attacks from happening again, we have also heard other cries. We've heard the cries of the children of Gaza and other innocent people, but I'll focus on the children. And my question is, are we hearing them? Are we really listening to them? It's easy to say it's Hamas's fault for the children having been put in this situation, agreed 100%. The horrendous, obscene way in which the weapons have been placed and the ammunition and the military actions have been placed in, um, in uh, civilian areas and the very fact that Hamas has endangered its people by this attack on Israel, which they knew would be uh, retaliated, and uh, agreed 100%. But we still need to hear the cries of these children. We can't just pass it off as collateral damage. We can't say that their lives aren't as important as the lives of our people. How we interpret to how to move forward is a, a decision we all need to wrestle with, have our own opinions about. The Israeli government has to decide. Other people within the world who have influence need to, need to have that influence felt. It's going to be an individual, or there, at least to say there will be different opinions of where to go from here. But the absolute bottom line is that as Jews, as human beings, we cannot close our ears to the cries of the children of Gaza. We have to listen to them. We have to hear them. And then in the spirit of this commentary, we have to do something about it. What that is, we all need to wrestle with. But we absolutely need to hear the cries not close our ears, not pretend that they're not cries of human beings that are worthy of being listened to. The pain and agony of those children need to enter into our ears as we decide how to move forward in our own minds and in our hearts. Until next time, thank you.